1: Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by 18 Birdies. You need to go download the most complete golf app available today. It is available on the iPhone and Android market. Let's get into breaking down the Farmers Insurance Open from Tory Ponds. What's up, golf addicts, and welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. We have got a great show for you tonight as Tiger Woods is back in action. The golf world is buzzing for the Farmer's Insurance Open from Torrey Pines, California. It's going to be a great show. We get into our picks for Torrey Pines, our thoughts on Tiger, our one-and-done pick for the week. We're going to talk about the course, about what's needed to play well here. We've got inside info from 15 plus years worth of PGA Tour caddies uh, sharing with us what they think is key to playing well here. We're going to recap the career builder briefly, and we're also going to talk to you about the Road to Augusta presented by Fantasy Draft. It is your way to get to the Augusta National to walk the grounds with me and Pat. It's going to be phenomenal. You do not want to miss that. And as always, the Tour Junkies podcast is presented by 18Birdies. It's the best golf app in the business. Listen, more downloads in the PGA Tour app and the Masters app. The 18Birdies app is what you need if, if you're playing golf, if you want to watch videos on golf instruction, if you want a golf social media feed in your life, 18Birdies is the way to go. Check it out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And right now, let's get into the Farmers Insurance Open Tigers back, y'all. Rawr! Pat, that's my that's my tiger roar. <laughs> oh my that's my God. tiger roar. That's <laughs> my tiger roar. I didn't tell you I was gonna do that, but that's my tiger roar.
2: What? Can you just do that one more time?
1: <laughs> Rawr! See? You see it? That's, do you feel that? That's the worst. Tiger roar! i ever. Heard. <laughs> Let me hear your tiger roar.
2: roar! <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> That's awful. Hey, anyway, it's Tiger Week. LT El Gray, Eldrick Taunt, Woods is back in the house. We are the Tour Junkies. I'm David Barnett. I got Pat Perry with me, and we are ready to get it popping for the Farmers Insurance Open from Lovely Tory Pines in La Jolla. A La Jolla man clings to life. What what movie is that from?
2: Uh, I'm I'm going to assume it has Will Ferrell in it, but that's it cool. does. Anchorman, Anchorman. You know, uh, anyway, it's so funny. From lovely it's, La Jolla, California. Let me. So La Jolla. This is this is. You know, anybody who's listened to us for a long time knows that I, I tend to mispronounce things. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Um, I was sitting there like writing my notes down for the, for the farmer's insurance, and um, I wrote down La Jolla, <laughs> but in my mind, I was thinking La Jolla. <laughs> and so, and so, like, I immediately was like, oh, wait, anybody that knows us from like two years ago when I said La Quinta for, for the career yes, builder yeah. instead of La Quinta, <laughs> um, I was, I just immediately changed it to San Diego. I was like, I'm not going to mess with anything. I'm not going to call it a different name. I'm just going to just say La Jala is San Diego. La Jala. <laughs> I believe it's
1: pronounced San
2: Diego. San Diego.
1: Um, that is, that's, that's very true. Yes, Pat did. It actually is our first season of the Tour Junkies. Pat mispronounced um, La Quinta and said La Quinta. And also, I believe maybe in, that, in the very next week, the Farmer's Insurance episode, our first um, green surface with Poana greens, yes. you also call them POA Anua yes. greens, yes. which is just really embarrassing that we even,
2: that
1: that, uh, that even happened. And now
2: but. we have, now we have our first, again, uh, the first tournament. Poana.
1: Yes, with Poana. But before we get into that tournament, Pat, we need to cover a couple of things. Listen, if you're one of those who wants to skip forward, do not skip forward. We have a huge contest announcement. And you know what, Pat? I say we just get right to it. I say we recap the career builder quickly when we're done. But right now, I say we hit the Road to Augusta contest. It is literally it is literally the biggest Tour Junkies contest of the year, period. Would you agree?
2: Oh, most, most definitely. I mean, this is... If I wasn't a tour junkie, I would want to win this contest. Yeah. But, but it's good to be a tour junkie for this contest. It so is. He, it's here's fantastic. the
1: deal. Here's the deal. We are like 80 something days away from a little golf tournament in our hometown right down the street here called the Masters, right? And a lot of our listeners have never been to the Masters. Some have, and they can't wait to go back. At the end of the day, no one's ever been to the Masters and thought to themselves, I really don't ever want to go there again. Just hasn't happened. So, We have an opportunity to get you to Augusta for the Masters, courtesy of our friends at Fantasy Draft. If you guys are not on Fantasy Draft, we are about to give you one heck of a reason why you should be. And if you are on Fantasy Draft, don't tune out, because guess what? The people over at Fantasy Draft are really good people. They want to not only drive new listeners or new uh, new users through this contest, they also want to reward those who have already joined Fantasy Draft and played a little DFS golf over there, and uh, it's going to be a great contest. Pat, I'm excited. For the second year in a row, we are about to announce to you The Road to Augusta, presented by the Tour Junkies.
2: Boom. Ah!
1: It's better looking no. <laughs> <laughs> We are really excited about this contest, guys. Here's the deal. First of all, we're going to tell you what you win. Because once we tell you what you win, you are gonna, you're going to pull your car over. You're going to get out a piece of scratch paper. You're going to dig around for a pen in your car. And you're going to write down what you have to do so you don't forget it. And then you're going to get to your job. You're going to go to the website, even though you're not allowed to. And you're going to do what you got to do to make it happen. All right? So here's what's going to happen. On. On what? April something, whatever the Friday round is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you started On, that off pretty good. Yes,
1: my bad. On the Friday round of the Masters, round two, right, big day. That's cut day, baby. We're going to be sweating some cuts at the Augusta National on the grounds with one lucky listener myself Mr. Pat Perry probably a really cool representative from Fantasy Draft to be named later April and 6th, then a by the way. lucky w- listener April 6th yes and then a lucky lucky listener here's what you're going to get you are going to get round trip airfare from wherever you live Hopefully, for the sake of Fantasy Draft, it's very close to Augusta. If not, no big deal. They're paying. You're going to get round-trip airfare, all your ground transportation covered, two nights in a hotel. So you'll, you'll, you'll fly in Thursday. You'll get your hotel stay Thursday night and Friday night. Anything you want to do on top of that is up to you. And you are going to get a badge and access to the Augusta National on Friday. We're going to get there bright and early. We're going to be excited. We're going to be ready for some pimento cheese and egg salad sandwiches and mm. barbecue sandwiches and very cheap beers, and we are going to get out there early, and we are, going to, we are going to follow you around, listener. Wherever you want to go, we're going with you. If you say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, I'll follow you, that's what we'll do, okay? But it's your day. It's your day, champ. It's your day. We're going to do what you want to do. We're going to see who you want to see, follow who you want to follow, post up where you want to post up. We'll tell you all our favorite spots. We'll go to the, we'll, we'll go to the, the pro shop, and we'll let you just raid the pro shop. Now, that part's on you, so I don't want I don't to get that twisted. That part's <laughs> yeah, don't, on you.
2: Don't go down um, that, that road. Cause...
1: But all the, all the food and beverages are on us. It is going to be epic. Epic. And then, guess what? It's not over. Friday night, you're going to hang out with us. We're going to do some fun stuff. Probably have a, a a beverage, maybe have a really nice meal, do something fun. Nightlife is always uh, hopping in Augusta that week. It's going to be an amazing time, Pat. Absolutely amazing.
2: I I just cannot wait. I think that Friday is you know one of the best days to be out there. Like you said, we're going to get the cuts wet that day. Now we won't have our cell phones, so we won't be able to. Check, but that, it's it's actually going to be fine. You're you. You'll be fine. You know, it's okay. When you're out there the, at the national, you really don't care about your phone. Now, you may want to know how your lineups are doing, but that's okay. You can just spend one day without your phone. Yeah. And,
1: you know, Friday when everybody's out there, I mean, Tiger's going to be there. You know, that's pretty much that's pretty yeah. much a locked in There locked won't be in anybody
2: deal. you can't see.
1: There's nobody that, yeah, yeah, you'll be able to see everybody. Um it We did this last year for the very first time. I said last year it was for a Monday practice round, which is still an amazing time. Um, and our friend Michael Riva, now friend Michael Riva, won that contest. Shout out, Mike. And he could testify to you what an amazing time the road to Augusta is and what great people over at Fantasy Draft um, hosted this event. And listen, um, we're, we're really thrilled about it. Pat, let's talk about how someone... ...can enter into said contest. So first of all, let's talk about if you're new to Fantasy Draft and you've never created an account with Fantasy Draft, here's what you got to do. Uh, well, we're going to be tweeting out some links, first of all. So uh, if you can catch it on Twitter, great. If not, uh, don't worry about it. When you sign up for the new account, enter the promo code RG, all one word, Thanks to our friends at Roto Grinders who are also backing this contest for us. You can, you know, that's what the RG is for, if you're wondering. So, <laughs> Tour Junkies RG, all one word, that is the promo code. This is what you need to be writing down right now. So, write that down. Tour Junkies RG is the promo code when you sign up. Uh, all you gotta do, man, is, is you just gotta make a deposit, okay? Make a deposit. And then you're gonna play in one, in a paid entry contest, a one, PG, one paid entry contest by March 25th, okay? And you get one entry. Now, Pat, guess what? What? You can also get bonus entries. Okay? Here's did how you, you do say,
2: it. Did you say bonus or bonus?
1: <coughs> I said "bomis." Bomus. You can get bonus entries. You can get five additional bonus entries for every entry you put into the weekly tour card contest on Fantasy Draft between now and March 25th. The tour card contest is a $25 GPP guaranteed to pay out on Fantasy Draft every week. Um, it's a fun contest. You and I play in it every week. I love it. And uh, So you get five additional points for getting into that, and you can do it every week if you want, and you can buy up a bunch of entries and like, really give yourself a better chance. That's a pretty good deal. Any questions there, Pat? For the new, for the new guy?
2: I have no questions there. Um, but what about the folks who've already been on fantasy draft?
1: Oh, I'm what glad we, you asked. What do Pat? we got to do
2: there? Because we got to do something for those folks.
1: Well, it's super easy. Guess what? You already have an account. Just, just play. So if you play in a contest between now and March 25th, you get a point. Every tour card entry that you put in between now and March 25th, guess what? You get your five bonus points. It's that easy. You don't. Have, you don't have to. You don't have to click on a link or do anything extra. Or send an email or anything like just that. Just play. Like, you just gotta play? just play, and you will be automatically entered in. Right. That's all you, you gotta play do. Play
2: to win the game.
1: <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. That's yeah. actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is an amazing package. So. We really want you guys to get excited about this. We're going to be talking about this every single week. We've been teasing it for a few, and and now we've got the full details. It is going to be an amazing time. There is nothing like the Augusta National. And to see it with us, listen, we've been going to the Masters since we were kids. We know the place. We know all the best spots. We know where to go. We know what to do. We got you. We'll be your guide. Let us be your guide, okay? Um, But it's just going to be amazing. And Fantasy Draft... Doing this is just killer. We appreciate those guys for supporting us. Uh, and if you don't know a lot about Fantasy Draft, it's, you know, it, it's, it's DFS, right? They have every sport that, that you can imagine, right? Uh, we, we do love their golf product. It's, a, it's unique in the sense that you draft seven golfers, not six like DraftKings and FanDuel. You draft seven golfers. But here's the cool thing. If you got a guy that just is just a trunk slam and idiot, like I don't know, like Phil Mickelson this past week, and he just screws your team, you're not dead because every entry on fantasy draft they remove the lowest scoring player, they remove the lowest score out of the out of the out of the totals. Whether they make the cut and they play, whether you get all seven through or you don't, they remove the lowest guy. So you're not doomed if you're, you know, if if the stud that you pick just bombs, or you know, some no name guy at the bottom that you pick just bombs. Like you're not doomed. You keep it gives you life, right? It gives you life. But there's still a tremendous amount of variance that you can find an edge that you can gain if you do your research with the, with you know seven golfers on each squad. Um, it makes it good, and, and the pricing. The pricing is one thing, Pat. Why don't you talk about the pricing? Because I do think that's for um, you know for for most PGA DFS golfers, it's it's a it's a touchy subject with with other DFS sites.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, well, we could talk about Tiger this week for one, but uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think they do probably the most accurate job of pricing their players out there. Um you know, they, they give you, you can ha- you can find some great values, but I can tell you it's it's it, it can be hard to set a lineup because they're the pricing is so good. They don't you know, they pay attention to what's going on with recent form, they pay attention to what's going on with course history. Yes, they play the odds play a factor. But um you know, that's one of the things I love about fantasy draft is they're they're just on top of not just the, the odds. They're they're on everything else as well. So it's 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 really good, like you said, with the, uh, with the whole, you know, dropping one player, the lowest scoring player. You know, so if you're out there hanging out with us on Friday afternoon, and you've got Bubba Watson, who's just got incredible course history in your lineup, but he's just, you know, crapping the bed out there. You know, you don't have to worry about it. Go get, yeah. you, another, go get you another $2 beer. Don't worry about stressing yeah. about it. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, get you,
1: get you one of those imports. Yeah, get you one of them imports. And and you know, you're right that it doesn't just go by Vegas odds. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, that means you put effort into your lineups every week, or you mm-hmm. wouldn't be listening. Okay. If you put effort into the lineups and you and you listen to us and you do your research and that kind of stuff, you're gaining an edge over most of the field. So that edge is best suited when pricing is accurate and it's based on 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 odds and it's based on like legitimate you know reason to believe a player is going to perform well we know that like draftkings and fanduel is very heavily weighted towards course history it's like it's almost as if pat's setting the prices um, but you know that <laughs> doesn't always it, it, it's not really the best you know, it's not the only predictor, and it's definitely probably not the best predictor. So, it's it's a fun game. We want you guys to get involved. Go sign up. Use the promo code Tour Junkies RG, all one word. If you don't have an account, use that promo code. Create an account. Put a little cash in there. Get yourself an entry. Play the tour card, and uh, and yeah, you can find yourself on the road to Augusta to meet with me and Pat. Here's a good the time. thing,
2: too. I'll just add real quick. You know, we did this last year. We would not be doing this again if we didn't believe in what the uh, the fantasy draft product puts out there, especially for golf. And obviously, they've been good to us. But let's just—I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they—they they have a fantastic DFS golf product. So they do. Go play.
1: All right, Pat. Let's get into the Career Builder recap real quick. Um, I feel like we got it. We got to spend just a minute, just a minute. A lot shorter recap than normal, but John Rom wins. The chalk hits. We said there's no way you fade Rom this week. He is the cream of the crop, the clear-cut best player in the field, head and shoulders. And it was proven. After the four-hole playoff with Andrew Landry, which you got to give that dude props. I mean, what what a what a weekend he had! Yeah. Uh, the birdie on 18 in regulation to force the playoff was pretty spectacular. And then, really, all the way throughout the playoff, he was neck and neck with Rom. Now he was hitting driver, and Rom was hitting three wood. But <laughs> as far as ball striking and, and the iron play, uh, he was neck and neck. And it just came down to Rom making the putt on the final playoff hole. And Landry just kind of blew his by. And, and he's trying to get his first PGA Tour win up against, at that time, the number three-ranked player in the world, now the number two-ranked player in the world. So, you, you know, I think going back to, you know, what I said about Tom Hoagie a couple of weeks ago, when you have a, a young player who's in the running for one of the first times in a while, I mean, he was in the U.S. Open running for a while, I think back in 15 or 16, maybe, 16. Um, but But he hasn't really had a lot of time on tour. I think that's a valuable thing for him. So I, I think we're going to see more of Andrew Landry, but a great playoff. I will say, funny story, uh, I'm, watching, I'm watching the coverage. Of course, I'm a John Rom fan anyway, and, but our, our buddy Adam Hayes caddies for John Rahm, and Adam's been on the show before. I'm always cheering for Adam and John. And my, my, yo- my youngest son, Collins, my 7-year-old who loves golf, knows about Adam, knows about John. We're sitting there watching the playoff, and I'm, you know, I'm pulling for John, obviously. Teachable moment occurs when Andrew Landry sets up to hit an approach shot into the green, and Collins goes, "Shake it in the water." <laughs> okay, all right, okay,
2: that's funny, but uh, <laughs> can you imagine let's... if he did that out at the? Oh National. God, I
1: would, I would be, I would run away and act like he wasn't my kid. <laughs> um, so I was like, "Hey, buddy, uh, let's let's not say that. You know, let, let's pull for John, but let's pull for John to beat him. You know, what? let's just pull for John to beat him, not for Andrew to like literally shank one in the water." kind of a funny moment uh but we had a great week man we had rom we had a couple of really good dark horse picks man you had scott Piercy, and i remember saying you know i i don't think i'm ready to jump on Piercy this early i did like him as a comeback player of the year i mentioned in a, in our tournament champions podcast but i wasn't to, i wasn't ready to jump on him but you said the dude kind of loves this desert golf vibe he's from vegas he, he comes up out of nowhere on the weekend seemingly and top 10s it mm-hmm. um we both really loved Brandon Harkins, a young Web.com grad who's in phenomenal form. He top-tened it. Seamus Power, you, I know you. I don't know if we mentioned him on the podcast, but you mentioned him in the Roto-Grinders chat room on Wednesday night. He was starting to starting to, to kind of pull up for you in some stats late on Wednesday. I know you mentioned him, right?
2: Oh, yeah, I definitely did. I can give we you have... a screenshot if you need it, but, you
1: know. Mm.
2: I'm not trying to tout myself. Or... Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, you had Bud Cawley who played well. Grayson Murray, we talked about on the show. Brendan Steele, California kid, we both liked. We both said Zach Johnson was a play, even though his course history, you know, specifically we said, listen, his course history sucks, but we don't understand it, and we feel like the course fit him very well, and he was in better form leading up to that week than he had ever been. And I think that's a key takeaway for DFS. If you're new to DFS, think about that. I mean, golf is a variable game. Form plays a big factor in it. You might have a guy like Zach Johnson who hasn't played that event, uh, or or he has played that event, but he hasn't played a lot leading up to it. But that's not what happened this year. He played a lot leading up to it, and he was playing well. So it's kind of like, hey, he's playing well, and, and the stats fit. This seems like a course that could fit Zach Johnson. And he he ended up, I think, top 20 in. Um, Ryan Palmer was another one who was 7100 bucks with not a lot of great stuff to go off of. He All those, you know, he top 20 did well. So we had some great picks last week. We know you guys had some green screens. We saw some tweeting, and we got some messages about it. Um, so congratulations. Thank you guys for listening. Green screen disease is the only disease I want these days. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, all right, Pat, let's get into this. We're gonna go ahead and get into the course breakdown, key stats, strategy, obviously some tiger talk coming. Let's make this happen, man. What you got? What you got on uh we got a a two-course rotation this week. Not a three-course, but a two-course.
2: Two courses this week. Now, we will get if you make the cut, you'll you'll play three times on the Tory Pines South course, which is just we'll just consider that the host course. Uh it is playing this this thing is a long course. It is a tough course. 7700 yards, par 72. Poana Greens. You like that? Uh, Poana. Yes. yes. Um yeah, you know, this typically plays as one of the tougher courses on tour. It's, you know, they've had the uh, US Open here in 2008, which Tiger won. And actually going to they're going to hold the the US Open in 2021. On Tory Pines uh, on the South Course, so it's coming up again. Uh, you know, here's the thing: you've got to hit the fairways out here. They're tough fairways to hit. I think scrambling is going to be huge on both of these courses. Tory Pines North, which is par a par seventy two as well, seventy two hundred yards, is is become much more difficult than it was before since they redid it in two thousand sixteen. Now, here's the thing: they put in bent grass greens in two thousand sixteen on the North Course, but I feel like that they're they're really going to start to play more like Poena. I think that that Poena is just going to overtake the bent grass. so I'm not really sure that I'm just going to go focus on bent grass putting. You know, especially when you have three days Poena on the South Course. Um, but typically, the North Course has played easier. But both of these courses, you really got to scramble good. I mean, the the rough is going to be high. I think you've you've got to drive the ball well. I think proximity is key. I think you've really got to you know these these are not like huge greens. You've got to be on your game as far as uh, you know stroke scan approach proximity. But if you look at Torrey Pine South, this is a it's a beast of a course. And if you you know looking at past champs, you had John Rahm last year. Snedeker in 2016, but that was a weird year because they had some just ridiculous weather. Was weather, And sned has got out before all the bad weather hit, so he kind of got lucky that year. He had Jason Day in 2015, St- Scott Stallings in 2014, and then Tiger in 2013.
1: Probably Tiger, multiple winner.
2: Yeah, he's won here tons of times. I mean, there's not times a, like we could yeah. go back forever, and he's he just he owns this course. Um, but typically, Bombers do fare pretty well here. When you look at course history you know, and things like that, it's, it's, it is it's mostly the Bombers. So for me, I'm looking at strokes gained off the tee. I'm looking at distance. I'm looking at scrambling. Proximity, as I said. Um, what else, man? I know you got—I'm sure I'm, I'm missing some stuff here. I will say this. If I'll touch on strategy a little bit, the way pricing is this week— I think that going average price line is going to be the way to go. But if you want to be contrarian, you're probably going to need to go. that studs and duds because the 7 and 8K range this week is some incredible golfers with good course history here, good recent form. So that's going to be kind of my strategy, especially in cash this week, is going to be going with that average price on uh, DK and fantasy draft.
1: Well, speaking of strategy, and, and and so before I get into kind of key course takeaways, uh, I, I think talking to that strategy thing, you, we got to continue to inform the new golfers. And we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks because we've got a lot of new people picking up PGA DFS. We've been getting a lot of DMs, a lot of emails, asking for tips and and, and questions. And that's great. Keep those coming. We want to answer all those for you. But this is why, you know, we've been taking a few a few weeks to talk to you about FanshareSports.com. Fanshare Sports is where you're going to go to get the best possible ownership data that you can find on PGA Tour Golf anywhere, okay? Um, Fanshare is going to do weekly ownership highlights. What were you going to say? I'm gonna say not, not only the best,
2: but just ungodly accurate. Like, I don't yeah. even understand how, why they're... <laughs> I can't my brain can't comprehend why how they're so accurate but anyway go ahead
1: I mean I've got a list of golfers that last week they projected um and the actual ownership was between one and like two and a half percent including like John Rom, Phil, Webb, Charles Howell, J.J. Spahn, Andrew Landry, you know they're in one to two and a half percent on the money as far as ownership, and the way they do that is they basically take all the content that's out there about PGA DFS podcasts, articles, YouTube videos, website um, uh, data, and stuff, like charts and tables and all that stuff. Anybody that talks about PGA DFS, these guys go in and listen and read and curate how many times a player is talked up, and how many times a player, you know, is, is told you should play them or you should bench them or whatever. And, and they curate all that data and tell you who's getting talked up. So obviously, you don't have time to listen to all the DG, the, the, the DFS, you know, golf podcasts out there. You don't have time to read all the articles. You can only. Do a couple. So these guys kind of take care of that for you. Uh it's pretty cool. Um it's a it's a great website. So try try fanshare if you're new. You definitely need to check that out. They have right now a par 72 special pat, which I think is pretty fancy. If you if you sign up right now through the end of January, so you have like a week and a half, you pay seven dollars and twenty cents a month, hence the par 72. Hmm. After that it will go back to normal pricing which is $9.18 a month. Hey listen, either freaking way, that's freaking cheap to give you a little bit of ownership leverage. It's about the it is the last thing that I do on Wednesday night or sometimes Thursday morning if lineup locks on the West Coast. It's the last thing I do before I build lineups. I'll, you know, I get I get my player pool narrowed down. I check T-times, I check weather, waves, anything like that. Then once I get the player pool narrowed down, I go to FanShare and I, I, I evaluate where I'm looking as far as ownership percentages and where are some guys that are going to be chalk that I might need to fade or I might need to overweight um, and where there's some some leverage to be gained on low owned guys. So check out FanshareSports.com. That is where you're going to get all your PGA um, ownership leverage for the rest of the season. I mean, there's just there's just no way around it. <clears throat> um, well, Pat, other than that, you know, one thing you didn't talk a lot about is our our Caddy Inside Info of the Week. Or did I just miss that? I'm pretty sure I didn't check out. I'm pretty sure no, you didn't you, talk about I, that. No,
2: I, okay. I, I was, uh, was going to let you talk about that.
1: Oh, okay. So every week this season, we have brought you our Caddy Inside Info. Uh, we've got a couple of PGA Tour caddies with over 15 years of experience on the PGA Tour filling out forms for us each week on these golf courses and kind of telling us key stats, things to think about, course conditions, um, a bunch of different stuff. So uh, let's hit the highlights from what we got from our caddies this week. You mentioned it, strokes gained off the tee and bombers. Um, our caddies said that it's a bomber's paradise. It just mm-hmm. is what it is. I think that's pretty evident when you look at, you know, who's played well here. Um, they definitely mention the poana greens which you talked about and if you're a new you know if you're a new dfs golfer and maybe you you know you don't you've never played on poana greens it's a type of um it's actually a weed i think that comes it's up like, from it's the whack. yeah it's weird <laughs> it's um but crazy. it'll overtake it'll overtake the grass it's a lot of uh, most of the time on the west coast and it can be bumpy and a little unpredictable so you have to be comfortable on it you can't be a guy that gets frustrated on it it gets worse the later in the day so um you'll see guys struggle more putting later in the afternoon it's just an interesting interesting grass in fact a quote from one of our caddies is to typically stay away from the southern boys that don't have a strong pass putting on poanna um they either get it or they don't is the quote so uh (laughs) for example before we even get to it i'll tell you one guy who i kind of liked until i read that is lucas glover Total Southern boy, Clemson grad. Not a great putter no. anyway. But when you look at his strokes gained on Poana over the last hundred rounds, it's god awful. So easy well, fade and, you know, there.
2: We, we're, we're not seeing. You don't. If you look up at the top there, we're not seeing Kevin Kisner this week. And one of the reasons is, is he's told us he absolutely hates. The, there you go. Yeah, the surface. And and now there's a few tournaments that he'll probably play with Poana just because he has to or whatever. But. I don't think these Southern guys like like this Poena all that much at all. Now,
1: here's the other thing that, we, that I think is interesting, Pat. Um, speaking of the rough, our caddies felt like the rough was going to be pretty thick and that they've had a fair amount of rain over the last month. That's only going to make it you know kind of stickier um and this this rough can be kind of penal so you know at that point you think well why do i you know if i have the bomber and they're not hitting the fairway they're in the rough well yeah um you know i've I've seen some things that that would suggest maybe you know you don't go that route which could be a contrarian move but you know you're also further down the fairway uh, and it is a long golf course so I think for me, my strategy this week is I'm going bombers and I'm going um, ball strikers and a, approach guys. There's going to be some long approaches on this golf course, you know, 200 yards, uh, you know, 175, 200. So I want ball strikers, bombers, and, and I'm going to look at strokes game putting and, and especially putting on on uh, on POA. And I'm going to eliminate guys that really suck at that, and I've already done that, so um, I'll, I'll be ready to talk about that here. That's kind of my... You know my theory. Um, what do you What do you think? Anything else to add before we get into picks?
2: No, I think that's it. I think you've uh, done a good job there. So you know, obviously weather can be a factor. We'll be checking on that Wednesday. You check our our Twitter account and uh, you know the chat yeah. room on Roto Grinders because that's when we typically talk more about the weather stuff. So which could be very important if you look at like a 2016 and what happened with Branch Snedeker.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great example. And that is true. I mean, it can be it can get windy out here at Tory. So, that's where I think ball strikers again, guys who just hit it flush all the time. And you know, most of these guys on tour do, but there are some that do it better than others. So, guys that just absolutely hit it flush from the fairway, from the rough, I think is important. That's what you got to have when you're playing in windy conditions. So, um I did look at first timers last year in 2017. Um, you had you had eight first timers make the cut. You had five miss the cut. And actually, of the eight that made the cut, you had some pretty good performances. John Rahm, of course, first timer and uh, and won.
2: Although he's pretty, he's an. You're exceptional. You're on the first timers this year. He's an exceptional talent. Well, I just like to like see how second time, like the second week is. in a row, you brought out all the first timer talk.
1: Here's what, here's why that like I like to see how some of these web.com grads come out on these courses they've never seen playing on the pga tour i i I think that's really where where it gives me a look obviously it's a small sample size i'm not like going back to 2016 15 14 i'm just looking at last year and it doesn't weigh a whole lot to me but it does kind of like this is a better this course saw a better performance out of first timers than than the courses at the career builder last week for whatever Hmm. reason so um ct pan finished second JJ Spawn finished ninth. Um, Richie Werenski finished 20th. All those guys, except for John Rom, were web.com grads last year. So anyway, for what it's worth, um, you know, if you want first timers, I think you can do it if they fit the course profile. I think you can definitely roll the first timers. So let's uh let's get into this, P. Let's let's get into this. We got we got some, uh, we got some guys. We got some guys, four guys over the five-digit range on DraftKings, and they are the exact same four guys uh, that top out fantasy draft pricing as well. You got John Rahm, Ricky Fowler, Hideki, and Justin Rose. You know, you mentioned a more balanced lineup. I think you're right. There, there is a tremendous amount of value uh, here in the middle. I think a lot of people are going to start lineups in the seven K. I mean, uh, in the nine K range. Um, so you know, John Rom, defending champ, he was like twenty six percent owned on average last week. Are we going to see a drop in that? You think defending champ coming off a win, are we going to see a drop with John Rom?
2: I don't see there being any drop with John Rom. I mean, the guy's just playing lights out right now. I don't see how. You know, to me, he is. Uh, he's got to be the favorite, and he is, and that's where where his pricing is what it is. And so I'm not gonna. I can't sit here and say you should avoid him at all. Uh now, I may avoid him just because of price as far as you know, strategy and things like that, but the guy could easily win this week. But here's here's the thing for me that I think is going to be interesting is Ricky Fowler right below him at 11 4. Now, I think if you look at his course history, he's like out of the last 4 years, he's missed 3 cuts. But I think over now, I don't know about 2015 where he did make the cut, but I know in 2013 where he finished T6 here, he did not go over to Dubai and play that tournament and then immediately come over into the States to play this tournament. I think that's a huge factor for him. He has not, he did not go to Dubai, he did not play that tournament. I think that. You know, Ricky Fowler is one of those guys, if anybody look. they're going to look at his course history and they're going to say, OK, he's sucked here over the last three or four years. He's not very good. But you know what? It's different this year. He is coming in fresh, playing well. You know, for me, I'm actually probably going to go Ricky Fowler over John Rahm, especially in some GPP lineups, because I feel like. He's just gonna go lower owned than he should if you if people are looking at course history and and uh you know on this course. So Ricky Fowler to me is probably gonna be my top play in this over 10k range. What say you,
1: David? I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna have no Fowler. Uh, just from the price, the popularity factor, he's actually bottom half in this field in strokes gain putting on Poana. And despite being a West Coast guy, too, which is kind of weird, but.
2: Well, he's, uh, he checks the box, though. So, you know, he's driving distance. Obviously, that's Yeah, I mean, up, all the, the, the other scrambling, factors. Scrambling. Yeah, the yeah, only yeah, thing all you, you could really a negative is a putting for him. That's the yeah. only thing. And I think if you're um, looking at his course history, It's just because, like, we talked about this last year. I don't know if you remember, but when we talked about Ricky Fowler and the travel factor from coming from Dubai straight to the Farmer's Insurance, you know, this is obviously a, you know, Farmer's Insurance sponsors Ricky, and there are a lot of things that he probably has to do outside of normal tournaments for that. Mm -hmm. But I think this is a tournament that he can win.
1: He shouldn't. I, I think. I don't think his course history is that great. He's only gained three strokes on the
2: field in the last five years. Well, yeah, on, but this, that's what on the golf that, But you're, you're taking into account the travel stuff that I'm yeah. talking about. You know, T6 in 2013. I kind of get.
1: I mean, I, I I'm, I'm okay. I, I'm just. I'm not mad at you. I, I, it's hard to be mad at you for playing Ricky Fowler ever, but. I'm just not. I'm. I'm gonna plant a flag. I just I'm feel like if there him.
2: is a year to, to. Well, if you're gonna plant a flag against him, I think this is the year to plant a fi- flag b- before him, or for before him, him? before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's move along because all right. Here's the deal on DraftKings. I'm. I'm gonna have some lineups with John Rom. I'll probably be underweight compared to the field, so maybe I want some exposure. I mean, I might be like. 12 to 15% exposure on John Rom. If he's going to be 25% again, that's where I'll probably fall. Um, I'm going to have a lot more Justin Rose at 10 6. Rose checks all the boxes from driving Rose. distance. Uh, he's a ball striker, he's a scrambler, he's a scorer. Um, Rosie is just a perfect play here for me. Uh, so I love Justin Rose here. I'm probably going to have more of him than John Rahm on DraftKings and definitely more of him than – actually, he's going to be the only guy.
2: I mean – <sighs> Okay, so does it concern you, though? So he's missed the hold on. Hold on, hold on. There, there two out are two of the last guys. three years.
1: Yeah, it doesn't concern me. There are two guys in the top ten uh, priced guys on fantasy draft that I'm going to roll with. Justin Rose is one of them and and on fantasy draft you really got to pick it because you know the pricing's a little tighter so it's it's tougher to get up there and get a John Rahm or Ricky Fowler or Justin Rose like it's tougher to get one of those in your lineup because when you go down to the bottom it's it's slim pickings yeah so on fantasy draft I am pretty much gonna have zero John Rahm and I'm gonna have all Justin Rose when I go up top uh, in the top ten players on on the field, but well, yeah. I'm
2: with you there because even just the $800 price, you know that you're you're just saving $800, but that means a lot on on yeah fantasy yeah. draft this week. All right, what do you do with the uh, the nine k
1: the nine k range here on DraftKings? You got Tiger. We need to talk about Tiger. He comes in at ninety seven hundred dollars on DraftKings he is the 5th highest priced player on DraftKings he is the 7th highest priced player on Fantasy Draft so really i mean i was kind of shocked to see his price there on Fantasy Draft especially i mean i knew he'd be high on or or highly priced on DraftKings cuz of course history is such a big factor but on Fantasy Draft you know i i, I feel like i don't know man i i how there's going to be so many people. We've already seen it. The DraftKings contest, the fantasy draft contest, are all so much bigger this week because of the Tiger factor. The dude continues to move the needle in so many ways, affecting golf, and it's awesome. And I'm so excited about it. You know, we saved talking about Tiger in the beginning to, to talk to to talk about him now. I am I am really excited to see what Tiger does this week, and it will be phenomenal for the game. Uh, if he can go out and and make a cut, be healthy, and, and and God forbid, I mean everybody will just lose their mind if he if he contends. I mean we're just all going to lose our mind. So I'm excited about it. Uh, I can't wait. I, that being said, I will likely have zero ownership of Tiger Woods. That's a, that's the flag I am planting. I am not going to have any of them in DraftKings, and I'm not going to have any of them on Fantasy Draft. I will simply pull for Tiger for one reason only, and that is not for green screens, but it is for the good of the game overall.
2: What do you think, Pat? Are you going to have any of them? I'm not. I think if you're going to play Tiger this week, the only reason you would, you know just based off price and what we've seen come out on Fantasy Draft and DraftKings, the only reason you would play them is just because you're a fan of Tiger and you want to have them in your lineup, which we don't hate you for that. I mean, that's part of this game. I mean, sometimes you just want to have a lineup with guys that you like. So I'm, I'm okay with that if, if that's what you want to do. But for me, as far as making money this week, you know, whether it's cash or GPP, I don't see how you can play him at the at the price that he's coming out at. I mean, there's just – you have nothing to go off of. You have nothing. You have no course history. You have no stats. You have nothing. So, I mean, to me, that's just – that's a fade. It's just a, a complete fade until we see anything from him. And I think the pricing is, is – it's fine. I can understand why it is where it is, but I'm just not going to play him. I mean, unless you just – the only reason you play him this week is just because you want to have the fun of having Tiger in your lineup. It's the only reason, man. If if you guys are not on Twitter,
1: you need to be on Twitter for a couple of reasons. Number one, you just need to be on Twitter if you want to be good at PGA DFS because there's so many, there's so, there's so much good PGA insight on Twitter. It's just not even funny. So it, if you if you've never done it, you need to do it. It'll make you a better PGA DFS player. But also you need to do it because you need to follow us and we're funny. But third reason you need to do it is because Tiger, Tiger Week on Twitter is going to be freaking awesome. <laughs> I'm excited about it. There's going to be some great stuff coming out about Tiger on Twitter. I'm, I'm jacked for it. Um, but, you know, I'm excited, man. I, I, think, I think Tiger makes the cut. I, I, I think Tiger top. I think Tiger's going to top – I think he's going to top
2: 30. Yeah, I say top 30. Uh, you know I, don't know, I don't know about a top 10. but The I think he's going to be his, his around the green. I mean, that's the key. That was bad in the Bahamas. It yeah. was real if bad in the Bahamas. If he's not chipping and putting and whatever, I mean, he, he always puts well, but if he's not scrambling – it ain't happening.
1: Yeah, and around the greens with this thicker, you know, sticky kind of rough, that cannot be good. That's, that's why, how the rough was in the t- Bahamas. That's how the rough was at the Bahamas and he looked he, like he, he looked like my teenager chipping.
2: Well where he's dominated this tournament in the past, which we've known he dominates Tory Pines, is around the greens. So if if that's not there, it's just not gonna happen.
1: Yeah. I'm pulling for him. I I do think he makes the cut. Like I said, I think he top. I'd be willing to. I'd be willing to, you know, to put something on a top thirty. But if he top thirties at ninety seven hundred dollars, and likely, you know, I mean, we'll see what his ownership. It's going to be really interesting to check FanShare on the ownership. That's actually something to think about too. If you look at FanShare, they have two things: they have the tags count and they have the sentiment rating. The tags count tells you how many times the player was brought up. Well, listen, if you're writing a PGA DFS article, doing a PGA DFS podcast, or a PGA DFS YouTube video, and you don't talk about Tiger this week, you are fired. I'm just going to fire you. Okay. <laughs> so everyone is going to talk about Tiger. So he will lead. He will lead in tags. He will lead in tags on Fanshare. But it's the sentiment rating, which right now you know fanshare is going to count our sentiment rating as a sit not a start so they're they're going to count him as a sit so you need to look at the sentiment rating on fanshare and see how many people are saying to start tiger woods and how many people are saying to sit him and then they'll they'll come out with their ownership projections wednesday night it's going to be interesting if he's if he's 20% or or more like 18% or more Which I think he will be. I am completely fine having zero percent shares, Mm. but not being mad if if I have no green screens and the dude wins that wins the tournament. I'm not gonna be mad. Like, not gonna be mad at all. So that's that's my take on Tiger. In the nine k range. Anybody else? Anybody else? You're playing. You got Harmon, Can'tlay Day, and Leishman and Snedeker.
2: I I really like Mark Leishman right at the bottom there. I, I think you know. He checks the box on scrambling. He's also, you know, been pretty good on scoring on DraftKings lately. So I do like Mark Leishman. Jason Day interests me. I just think he's going to be a GPP play for me though, because I just you just we haven't seen much from him lately. We don't know what's going to happen. He doesn't have his normal caddy on the bag, um, and he doesn't have a, The caddy that he's going with this week is not like a regular guy for him. It's just just some dude. So, I think that Day is just some guy. So, he concerns me a little bit. Obviously, he's a world class player, but I just don't know if I can go with, with some Day this week. I think I'm mostly going to go Leishman, and that's probably about it. If I were going to
1: play anybody in this range, uh, whether it's Fantasy Draft or DraftKings, I would play Leishman. But I think that come Wednesday night, when I come and look at ownership percentages, I'm fading the whole group. I just because I think I'm either going to start all my lineups in that 8K or if you're on if you're on fantasy draft at 15K range um, or I'm going to go get John Rom or Justin Rose and then gro- drop down. I don't think I'm going to have any of the 9K range. I don't feel strongly enough about Leishman after that T-47 he had last time out. He's not a great Poana putter. Now, if I see that wind is going to be a factor, I think Leishman gets an uptick there. But other than that, I'm not interested. Um, Now, the 8K range is where one of my favorite plays of the week come in, as well as on Fantasy Draft. I I mentioned two guys um, in the top 10 on pricing on Fantasy Draft. One was Justin Rose. The second is Tony Finau. I love Tony Finau on this course. Uh, I love him in Fantasy Draft. I love him in DraftKings. He's gained 21 strokes on the field at this event in the last five years. I I just think you know you, you think about bomber you think about ball striker you think about a guy who plays well in in, in good fields um, I think he's a Utah a Utah guy so probably played a, you know a little Poana in his lifetime I just like the price I like the value I, I'm a big fan of Tony Fee now. Uh Other than that, another guy that I like in both DraftKings and fantasy draft, he's actually priced exactly the same. He's the 14th um, highest priced guy. That's Gary Woodland, who's gained 27 strokes on the field at this event in the last five years. We saw him get a T7 at the Sony, just making a massive comeback after a really lackluster day one. Um, but he's playing really well right now. He's in good form, another bomber. He's mentioned that he likes this golf course. Uh, the golf course really suits his eye. He's played well here. So I love Gary Woodland. Right below him, both in DraftKings and on Fantasy Draft, Ali Schneiderjans. Uh, I really like Ali as well. He's gained 10 strokes on the field here in the last five years. Like Woodland, his last time out was the Sony, and we saw him get a T7. Ball striking, man. Ali Schneiderjans is a ball striking fool and one of the lowest ball flights on the PGA Tour. This guy can hit some real stingers. If the wind picks up, I am going to really weigh heavily um, on on some Ollie Schneider Jans. Faux shizzle. So, um, that, I, I like Charles Howell. How can you not? My God, he's gained 40 strokes on the field in this event in the last five years. It's another West Coast event where you have to play Charles Howell. And other than that, I told you I really like the 8K range. I think. I think Xander Schauffele is interesting, especially fantasy draft. He's a little lower, lower valued on fantasy draft at 14-5. He's a West Coast guy. He he He's coming off kind of a couple of lackluster, you know, he's not getting the hype he was getting before the year started. Uh, so I like him. He's a scorer. He's a bomber. And then Grayson Murray, man, continues to just play really well. At 8K, another bomber, another scorer, good form. Um... Good, pro- really good value on fantasy draft. He's significantly lower priced on fantasy draft relative to the field than he is on DraftKings. So if you're looking at fantasy draft pricing, Grayson is a is a steal if you uh, if you if you consider that. So I named a lot of guys there, but those are all the guys. I love the 8K range. It's one of my favorites. That may be why what you said is going to be true, where you're just going to have a lot of a lot of that you know kind of middle of the range um, lineups.
2: Wow, I don't even want to. You basically just stole all the guys I had, so I guess I'll just okay. agree with you. There's <laughs> <It's just laughs> something I, that I could say. I mean, the only guy that you didn't mention that I do like is Shane Lowry this week, who checks the box for me on strokes gained off the tee. putting His <sighs> course history has been pretty good. You look at his uh, last three finishes: 33rd, 13th, and 7th. He's gained 21 strokes on the field, also checks the box on proximity. So I do think Shane Lowry could be an interesting play at 8,800. But other than that, all the other guys you mentioned, I, I, I was even surprised you mentioned Xander Schauffele because we've been kind of off him at the beginning of yeah, the year. Yeah, we have been off him, yeah. But I'm actually back on him this week at 8,100. I think it's a it's a really good play at that price. And I think he's a guy that could fit this course pretty well. Um, obviously, a, a, you know, strokes gained off the tee type guy. So I'm with you on Xander and and everybody else you mentioned. So I'm not a f-
1: I'm not a fan of Shane Lowry from the Poana factor as well as the price. I mean, that's a that's a that's a steep price on DraftKings and really fantasy draft. I mean, kind of up in the same in the same tier there. Uh, I'm just not a big fan of Shane Lowry this week. I you know maybe he'll maybe he'll shock me. Um, obviously, I think you got to fade Patrick Reed. Don't don't be cute and play Patrick Reed. He's he's not he's not himself right now. Just don't do that. All right, Pat. Why don't you since I, since I took up most of the the eight K range, why don't you start us off in the seven Ks and uh, tell us who you're digging?
2: So starting off in the seven K, I love some Johnny Vegas this week. I think he's got great you know he's got great course history. Um, he's a, a guy that's mentioned before. If you look at some quotes from him, that he's very comfortable on this course. He's got good. Pretty good course history. He's gained 19 strokes in the field in the last five years. He was T11 last week, so he's obviously in good recent form. So I love some Johnny Vegas at 7700. I Agreed think there. he is a cr- incredible play. Another guy that we haven't talked about this year, but that's the main reason. You know, the thing is, he just hasn't played on tour this year, and that's that's Francisco Molinari. He checks the box: driving accuracy, greens and regulation proximity. 7400 to me is just way too cheap of a price. For a world class player like that, I do think he'll probably be a little bit higher owned. So he's probably going to be a more of a cash play. Okay. Almost. Okay.
1: Hold on. Hold on. Before you move on, I I don't like Molinari. well, I do like him in cash. So you're you're hitting there. He's a tremendous. We we normally don't see Molinari that cheap unless it's like a major. I mean, seventy four hundred on DraftKings is pretty cheap for Molinari. He's considerably. Up the up the pricing, um, you know, lineup on on fantasy draft. He's the 25th ranked player on fantasy draft, and he's the 43rd on DraftKings. So, yeah. fantasy draft has him about where you would expect him to be. So, DraftKings does have him at a value, but he's not a bomber. Uh, he's not a, a you know um, a great. He's not great on Poana at all. He's actually pretty bad on Poana. So that that's kind of the reason I might avoid him in in GPPs, but. It is a it is a name that he's probably likely to make the cut at seventy four hundred. He's he's probably going to get you through the cut line.
2: Well, and he did have a you know he was t fourteen last year, so it's not like he you know and this the, the course isn't that much different both these courses than last year. But he missed a cut before that, but it's not like he can't play this okay. this tournament. I agree on your he, Vegas pick. I love Johnny Vegas. He, here's the thing, though: right below Molinari, J.B. Holmes. I don't Homes, understand. J.B. holmes I don't get this whole $7,400 price tag for him. He's gained th- almost 30 strokes on the field in the last five years. He's got two top ten finishes. You know, the guy's obviously a bomber. I'm, I'm confused by this price. Like, what do you... What do you think about J B? Like I like he... J
1: B. And and again, if you look on, on Fantasy Draft, he's considerably up the chart. He's the thirtieth ranked player on Fantasy Draft. He's the forty fourth on DraftKings. I think DraftKings has him undervalued and fantasy draft probably has him about right. So but I like him either way. I think you're right. I think he's gonna go low own for sure. Probably sub ten percent.
2: Yeah. Um, last guy I'm going to throw out there is Charlie Hoffman at 7,200. I think what that's a not- crime that he's it's 7,200. Just a, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you freaking should, you should. criminal. Yeah, it's just. If you're going to talk about one of the most mispriced people, if you're going to go over the top with Tiger being at 9700, he's going to be so he's going to be so chalky on DraftKings. So chalky, but you got to I mean you got to look at playing him. I mean 7200 is just ridiculous.
1: I mean in cash on DraftKings, if you go Hoffman Molinari, I feel really good about that. Yeah. Um, he he's the 55th ranked. 55th price guy on DraftKings. He's the 24th on Fantasy Draft. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he is severely underpriced on draft, but I just think it's going to make him super popular. Um, we'll I, we'll see what fan share has to say about him. I bet he's top three to five highest owned guys at the end of the week. Um, I also like going back a little bit higher up to the top on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Brendan Steele, California kid, decent finish last week in the top 20. He's gained 19 strokes here in the last five years. He's familiar with Poana. He's a bomber. He's a par five scorer. You got to take advantage of the par fives on the South Course. It's about the only place you, you're really, you know, able to, to score. Um, so I like him. I like JJ Spawn. Uh, you know, we talked about him in the beginning of the year. He's rounding into some nice form, and and Spawn's a California West Coast guy, a great ball striker. We've talked to a couple of caddies on the PGA Tour who say that JJ Spawn might be one of the best ball strikers on all of the PGA tour. So I like spawn. And obviously he played well last week or last year at this event as a rookie with a uh, tie for ninth. So I'm liking spawn both on fantasy draft too. Actually, he's a little cheaper on fantasy draft, which I like. Um, let's keep working down. I mean, what do you think about a guy like Scott Stallings, former winner here, $7,400 on DraftKings, gained 27 strokes on the field in the last five
2: history for sure.
1: Made a cut, um, made made a cut last week and played okay. He's actually really cheap on fantasy draft, uh, good value over there at twelve two. So I like him a lot there. Um, I like Har- I like Harkins again at seventy two hundred. He's a first timer, but dude, that guy scored this past Jesus, week. Yeah. I-, I was tracking Harkins. He's he's a bomber. Um, definitely can score. So I like Brandon Harkins again. I like Seamus Power again. I know you were on him. Seamus can score on some par fives too, man. And, and last year, um, last year, you know, I, I, nothing, nothing, nothing great. But uh, at this event, but I think he's in good form right now. He had a good week last week. I think Power's a good play down there at seventy one hundred.
2: Anybody else in the sevens? I think that's about it. I am. Uh... Kind of tapped out there in the sevens. I'll, I'll go down to the six K range when, when you're ready. Well, I only, have, I only have a couple guys that I'm going to mention here. There's uh, a lot that we could talk about. This is obviously all these fields are huge, but I'm just. Going I to definitely you- like. I mean, Stallings' power
1: are both guys, and Harkins are both guy are all three guys. Really, uh, I think you can play on both DK and and fantasy draft. Uh, I think those are good solid plays. Um. Aaron Wise Julian Suri might be a name that I think that's you could a, get. A, that's a sneaky play. Suri's a, a sneaky one, but but let me say this: Don't want to ask
2: Siri Siri
1: Play him or on. He's going to win. Play him on fantasy draft. He's way cheaper on fantasy. He's like he's a seventieth ranked guy on fantasy draft. He's the thirty second ranked guy on DraftKings.
2: Because Which I, I like that.
1: I think it's a little high price on DraftKings, but the dude can score. Wow, he can score. So I think on fantasy draft, you, I'm going to start a lot of lineups with Julian Surrey down there at 11. Wait, wait, eight. whoa, 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 whoa!
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're going to start
2: a lot of lineups.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like I I can start there and I can build around it. You know, like it, it it gets me, it buys me some 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 money, right? Like it gives me some money at the top that I can play okay. with mm-hmm. and go up a little higher. Yeah all right um 6k range on
2: dk in the 11k range on fantasy draft what do we think what do you got who are your guys well two guys on DraftKings. for one stewart sink at 6800 i don't understand i mean it's a, the guy gets no respect i mean i know he's a georgia tech grad and we're bulldog fans but the guy just gets zero he hasn't respect. done great here he hasn't done great here yeah, That's, but for, for 6,800, he's he's one of those type players that, I mean, he was T20 here last year. You know, he's got a T28 in 2014. All the others are miscuts, but I, I think just, you know, we're talking 6K range. Yeah, but he's going to be pot. I, I, see, I, I'm on a, I think he fades sync.
1: He clearly doesn't play well here. Um, He's 79th in the field in strokes game putting on Poana over the last 100 rounds. And he's going to be popular because everybody's going to say, everybody's going to be like, oh my God, Stuart Sink, 6,800. Yes, cut maker. Yes. And I mean, okay, what if he makes a cut and finishes, you know, T50. I mean, I'd rather take a chance on a guy who's going to be 3% owned
2: and see what happens. All right. Well, another guy that I'll mention that you, I think you were a week or two early on was Robert Garrigus at 6,600. Yeah, he, he did miss a cut here last year but he's if, over the last 5 years he's gained almost 8 strokes on the field. He's got a T6 here in 2013, obviously a bomber that we talked about you're, you know, he's going to do well out here as far as the south course. So I think Garrigus is is a guy that's sixty six hundred I am certainly willing to take a gamble on.
1: That's a super good price on Garrigus on DraftKings. That's really cheap. And and yeah. he he played really nicely over the weekend at the career builder. He started out yeah. rough. Um but I, I do agree with you there I like Garrigus. All right, who else you got?
2: That's it, man.
1: No, that's it. Just a couple. Yeah. I uh, people are gonna probably well. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do that. All right, <laughs> one, one one guy I like that I think could be a sneaky GPP, like sub five percent. Sang Moon Bay. He's mm. sixty eight sixty eight hundred on DK. Right there with him, eleven K on fantasy draft. Uh, he's gained three strokes on the field here in the last five years. But guess what? He had not played here in two years because he's been working for the South Korean military. All right, but Bay is a good player, man, and and. And I love Bay, you know. When, when Bay when Bay come to La Jolla, me play Bay. So I'm kind of like What up, Bay? What Bay? I'm kind of liking a little Sang Moon. Nick Watney, right above him at 6800, I think is interesting. He's gained 15 strokes on the field here in the last five years. Played well last week. Kind of fizzled a little bit late on Sunday. Um, if I'm gonna go like Web.com rookies, I think Taylor Gooch, who's proven he's uh, he's He's played pretty well here the last couple weeks. The Gooch mm-hmm. is loose. He's at 7K on DraftKings. 11.5 <laughs> on Fantasy Draft. Uh, actually priced right at this. They're the, he's, a, he's actually the 83rd priced guy on both DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. So they're dead on there. And and I'm probably, this kind of goes against some stuff. But, you know, our, our caddy friend said stay away from the Southerners who haven't probably grown up on Poana. But I just can't. It's really hard for me on a course where bombing is key and like par five scoring and like ball striking. Keith Mitchell, still, I just can't. I can't I'm having mm-hmm. a hard time. I'm having a hard time quitting Keith Mitchell. Maybe I play him on fantasy draft. He's the 109th ranked guy on fantasy draft. He's the 96th ranked guy on DraftKings. Maybe I play him on fantasy draft and avoid on DraftKings. But I, I like him. All right, I got to ask you about one more guy before we finish. What what are you gonna do with KJ Choi? Because I know you've looked at KJ Choi and all his uh, all, all his course history. What are you gonna yeah, do with KJ? He, he
2: does. I mean, his course history is ridiculous. I mean, we know that. But I, I just I don't think I'm gonna have much of him at all. I just he doesn't pop for me. It's other than other than just course history. So. I think uh, the DraftKings price is sixty seven hundred is pretty good. I mean, if if
1: FanShare has him, you know, five percent or less, I would take some KJ Choi just as a cut maker. Put him with John Rahm. Yeah, I could see doing that, but you know, uh, I, I don't know. Um, all right, so here's the deal. We got to get to one and done, Pat. Which uh, last week my one and done, Webb Simpson. Not not that tremendous. I mean. Well, they finished, like top 40, not not great. Well, who's your one and done last week?
2: Mine was okay. Brendan Steele. He finished. Oh, in the top yeah. Got 20. A
1: top 20. Not bad. Not bad. Um man, I wish I would have taken John Rahm last week, knowing that he was the class of the field. Um I'm not gonna let that bite me this week. And I'm not gonna go John Rahm, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Justin Rose. Hmm. I'm gonna take Justin Rose. I'm not gonna take him at the at the at the at the open. Um, I'm gonna take him here. I think I think second.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I like Rosie. I'm going Rose. Wow. I uh, kind of wanted to go Rose there, but I did I you? Su- yeah, but I may switch it up since you've already you already gone. No, first. you don't have to. You don't have to. Um. You know what? I, I I hate to do this, but I'm gonna I gotta go. Rose too. Wow. Interesting. I'm not gonna change who I really wanted to no, play. No, you shouldn't. You, you didn't. So. No, I'm no, Justin got, Rose too. You
1: absolutely should not. If you've hung on this long, hey, um, we're going to the PGA show tomorrow, Pat. Me and you. We're gonna be at, We're gonna be in Orlando at the PGA show. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna do some funny videos. Uh, you're gonna to want to. You're gonna you're gonna want to download the 18 Birdies app. Before Wednesday night, because we're gonna probably going to do some live fun. I mean, that's all I'm going to say is live fun on Wednesday night through the 18 Birdies app. Check that out. We'll have some good, maybe we'll have some good video content coming at you. PGA show is always a blast. Going to see Bowdo down there. Going to hang out with Bowdo a little bit. It's mm-hmm. going to be a good time, man. It's Tiger Week, bro. Tiger Week. Eldrick taunt in the house. In the house. Playing
2: for real this time.
1: Playing for keeps!
2: No uh, hero exhibition.
1: Yeah, no hero world BS exhibition. That's right. Hey, listen, uh, thank you guys for downloading. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget the Fantasy Draft Road to Augusta. Come hang out with us Masters Week. I can't wait. I cannot wait for the drawing of that contest. It's so much fun. It's a lot of anticipation. Get yourself some entries in that. Go play in the tour card. We'll be in there. And, uh, you know, may your screens be green. Can't wait to see what Tiger does. Check us out on Twitter at tour underscore junkies. We're going to have some good stuff from the PGA show this week. All right. That's it. D-Barn. See ya.
0: Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done.